0: Welcome to the All Around Joe Podcast, where we believe that personal fitness is the key to living a healthy, happy, and productive life. Hey guys, Joe here. I hope you are doing awesome. I just wanted to let you know real quick before we hop into this, the story of Joe the Iron Man. I'm going to try telling it as a story. See how you guys like it. Let me know. But before we hop into it, I just want to let you know that I've been reviewing the Whoop Band, which is the activity tracker of the professional athletes. And if you have been looking to get one, you can use all all around Joe as your discount code and get some bucks saved there. I've been using it for a few weeks now, a little under a month, and it's very interesting. I really like it. It's kind of a higher priced activity tracker. Well, is a higher price activity tracker, but it is very cool. It helps show you how recovered you are by tracking your heart rate and HRV at all times, as well as skin temperature, sleep, all of that fun stuff to get a complete recovery score for you on a daily basis. So I'm really liking my whoop. Check it out. Use discount code Joe. Save yourself a few bucks. This is the story of how I got motivated to do the Ironman, and this is going to be a multi-part series here, and we'll see how it goes. So, back when I was figuring out what I was doing with my running, and I had done the New York City Marathon, I had done a few ultra marathons, I was still lifting weights Pretty heavy, I was in my four hundred square foot apartment in New York City, midtown Manhattan, Murray Hill area, to be specific, nice small studio apartment, well, not nice but small and I remember watching on my computer my brother complete his Iron Man, he completed the Coeur d'Alene Iron Man and Back then, it was crazy that we could actually stream some of these things on our computer because Iron Man was streaming on our computer, but it was like a, uh, like a four by six image, and that was as big as you could get it, and it was really grainy and I remember watching it though, and every once in a while you could pick up uh, where he was, so you could follow along pretty well with the tracker and then you could look at the camera and see if you could see him. And I remember seeing the very end of it, we had him coming in on the tracker and we could see the finish line and he comes running in and they're like, Brian Bauer, you are an Ironman. And I remember thinking, wow, that was so cool. Put in all that time and training and then went out and did an Ironman, pretty darn good time. And I thought to myself, huh, maybe I should look into that. It was like planting a seed, you know, because I was really proud of how he did it and how he did and watching it there. And it really resonated with me that, huh, our bodies can do some pretty amazing things. And that was where the motivation really started. So I started doing, like I said, I was running marathons, ultra marathons. I had done a few trail races that were up to 50 miles long in DC and in upstate New York. And i just been dabbling around in some little things like like that. Just some little things. But I knew that this Ironman thing was a lot different than what I had been doing. All I had been doing was running. And that's all you had to focus on was that one thing. Putting one foot in front of the other. Getting the running done. But I remember deciding that I was going to do it. Looking it up. It was like seven or $800 at the time. And I had to decide which Ironman I wanted to do. And when you're doing that, you have to consider travel and how you're going to get there and where you're going to stay because it's not just a really quick and easy thing. You have to get there the day before for sure. and you have to be there the whole day of. Then you're probably not going to leave or go back home right after unless you're, ta- you're living in the town where the Ironman is. So you're going to stay for like a three-day period in the area that you're at. So I decided on doing Ironman Canada. As my first Ironman, it was in Penticton. It was a beautiful, beautiful course, unbelievably beautiful. I'm actually sad that they don't have them there anymore. They moved them over to Whistler, but the the Penticton course was fantastic. And one of the coolest things was the the course layout. The bike wasn't was one big bike rather than multiple loops. The swim wasn't out. And back kind of or almost like a, a loop actually in and of itself and the the run wasn't an out and back so that made also a that also contributed to my decision for sure so at the time I'm in my 400 square foot apartment making this decision to do an Ironman and it was quite a ways out so you had to figure out all these different things like what's your training program gonna gonna be and at the time, I just signed up. I didn't really think about it too much. I knew that my brother had done it. I knew that that would be something that would be helpful for me when I was doing this this Ironman. But I had just been going out on runs, lifting heavy weights. I had never really, I, well, not never really. I had never ridden a road bike before. Not at all. Never ridden a road bike. Didn't realize that you had all these different components that you had to consider—different shoes, different pedals that would clip into the actual bike. Something called an aero bar, which I'll tell you about later. Whew! Uh, and then the swimming thing—I never—I knew how to swim. I wasn't going to drown, but I did not—I definitely did not know how to do a freestyle stroke. Put my head in the water and keep swimming. So I had to learn that. Fortunately. Uh, I had some some good coaching that I had access to. A guy named Greg Close in New York City. And my brother, obviously. So, once I signed up for Ironman Canada, I was hooked. And if you know me at all, you know that that is like the the maybe the good and the bad thing about me. Like if I put my mind to something, I'm going to do it. Even if it totally knocks me over. Even if it... it you know, leaves me injured, whatever, I'm going to get that thing done. I am not going to stop. And if you've read any of my adrenal fatigue or CrossFit articles, you understand how that can be a detriment when you realize that you have to listen to your body and you can't just keep pushing forward. You have to actually test and think about what is actually happening, recover. Man, if you didn't have to recover, that would be great. So I was motivated to do this Ironman. This was before I even knew any of this. I was had no idea that there was anything about recovery that I had to consider. So I started looking into how to get ready for this Ironman, and in that process, I found traditional training, which was really long, lots of volume, tons of volume. Imagine just going out for hours a day uh, on each well, not on each thing, but splitting your days up into hours of training. So you really didn't have any other time, assuming that you weren't doing this full-time. And even if you were doing it full-time, it is pretty much a full-time job to do it. Didn't really know that when I signed up, but I knew that I had a lot of time to train after work and before work. So when figuring out how to do this, I found also CrossFit Endurance. And I thought that was really interesting because they trained more for high intensity work that would transfer into doing longer distances. So the way they had that set up is two bikes, two swims, two runs a week. And one time a week you would go longer, but all of the rest of them were pretty short. They were like more sprint style work that you would do. You'd get your workouts done a lot faster than the traditional, the traditional style of Ironman training, which is great because... I wanted to do things differently. I've always been kind of the, in the mindset or had the, the mindset of, you know, is there a better way? Can we do this better? Can we do it differently? Is it going to work or do we have to do it the traditional way? I want to find the better way, the way that works for me, right? not just the general training style. So when I was doing that, I was looking into things like trying other races and whatnot And in this process, I had decided that I was going to move back to Seattle. So, packed up all my stuff in the car, actually called up my brother and said, hey, do you want to take a road trip with me back to Seattle? And I'm going to sign up for a triathlon because I'd never done a triathlon. I figured I should do a few triathlons. So, I signed up for this triathlon called the Chelan Man. It was an Olympic distance triathlon. Which, if you know, is not even the easiest triathlon. Usually, the sprints are the easiest ones. Olympics are like kind of a, a intermediate distance, followed by the half Ironmans and then the full Ironmans. So I signed up for this <laughs> Olympic distance triathlon, not knowing how to swim at this time, not ever having ridden a bike, but signed up for it nonetheless called my brother, asked him to meet me in New York. We're going to drive across the country. And during that time, we were going to train. So it actually ended up being one of the coolest trips that I've ever done. But my brother met me over at, in New York, packed the car completely full of stuff, and we started our drive. And we decided to work out as much as we possibly could So we were stopping off at rest stations and at playgrounds doing CrossFit workouts with a minimal amount of equipment that we had. When we found places to swim, we'd hop in the lake or in the pool and get some swimming lessons done. This time, like I said, I didn't know how to swim. So I remember putting my head in the water and feeling like I didn't know what in the world I was doing. Couldn't figure out how to get my head out of the water so I could breathe. And we had, at at one point we were driving across the country, you know, just moving as kind of, well, not super fast. We had a couple weeks to get this done. We were moving across and we hit Michigan. I remember swimming in a pool in Michigan and trying to figure out in this big, big long lap pool how in the world I was going to get a triathlon done because I couldn't even get myself halfway across this pool without having to stop and do the doggy paddle to catch my breath before I put my head back in the water. But I worked at it really hard. Got some tips from a couple good swimmers, my brother and a friend that were there. And then actually tried out swimming the next day in Lake Michigan, which was really cool. Put the wetsuit on for the first time. Hopped into Lake Michigan. Choked on a bunch of water. But definitely improved. It's amazing how when you put yourself in stressful situations, if you're motivated, you can actually get yourself to improve really quickly. So you can imagine me in this wetsuit on a sandy beach uh, uh, right by Lake Michigan, then hopping in the water where all these other actual triathletes and swimmers are out there swimming this little out-and-back area. Except I'm the one that's flailing, flailing around, not knowing what I'm doing, trying to get this technique down, trying to learn how to sight so I can see where I'm going as I'm swimming and breathing. Holy smokes, it was, it was a mess. But I did not die. As you can tell, I'm still here speaking to you. And... Got out of that, did an all right job, at least enough to continue moving forward with doing the triathlon. As we moved along on the road trip, we hit up some really cool places, including uh, we went through Colorado, and we hit up Pikes Peak, and we did a Pikes Peak Unsupported Marathon, which is on the Pikes Peak course. Probably not the best idea in the world, but we did it all the way up and down, add some donuts at the top before running back down. I should say we ran up as far as we could until the elevation started to choke you and you had to walk. And then the same way on the way down, once the elevation was low enough that you could breathe again, then we would start running. But it was an amazing experience. Got some good training in there as you can tell. Being able to do that, we were in pretty darn good cardiovascular shape. I just didn't know how to ride a bike or swim. So we played around, did a bunch of cool runs in a bunch of cool places, hit up some national parks along the way, trained. I hit up the the 24-hour fitnesses wherever I could because I had a membership there at the time and continued working out until we rolled into Lake Chelan, Washington area where the triathlon was. And I just remember keeping in the back of my head that I'm going to do this Ironman. You know, that was what kept motivating me. And I've got to do some races in order to get the Ironman done. We got to, like I said, Lake Chelan. And that was the first time that I ever got a chance to ride a triathlon or a time trial bike. So imagine I didn't have any gear of my own. I'm borrowing it from my brother. My parents actually met us in Chelan in order to get me the bike so I could practice it. And we showed up a day before the, the race was actually supposed to happen. So I'd swam a handful of times. Still wasn't feeling very comfortable with it. But like I said, kept that Iron Man in the back of my head. Knew I had a big amount to accomplish. I strapped on my brother's biking shoes. Hopped on and a helmet, and a helmet, definitely a helmet, hopped on the bike and clipped in. I had never ridden a bike with clippings before, so you get on these bikes and they're really light and really actually skinny or small, so you feel like this huge thing on the bike. You clip yourself in and you realize you can't get your feet off of the pedal, so you better start moving forward. You're moving forward and then even the worst thing is there's these things called arrow bars. So you drop yourself into these arrow bars. So when you're in this, you feel like your, your, your uh, forearms are almost sitting on the front tire. So you look down the front tires right there and you feel like you're way forward on the bike. You feel like if you were to hit any kind of little pebble, you might go tumbling forward headfirst into the pavement. That's how it feels. So I'm on this bike, clipped in for the first time, figure out how to twist my ankle and unclip, but only on my right side because I couldn't really figure out the left side yet. And it is the first time i would ever ridden the bike. And basically my brother wanted to put me on the bike because it was a multi-thousand dollar bike to figure out if I could actually do this and not destroy the bike. And somehow I was able to do it for a few minutes before heading off to bed and then waking up really early to get up and do the actual Olympic distance triathlon So I get up in the morning, I get all of my stuff to the corral, which is where they hold your bike and all the other stuff, then put on the wetsuit, this restrictive wetsuit, and head out to the start of the race, swim cap on, goggles on, wetsuit on, and getting ready for the race. You're out wading into the water with hundreds of other people. Then the gun goes off and you start wading in the water and what you don't realize or you hadn't experienced before, if you've never done triathlon, that you get in the water and you uh, probably are uncomfortable with the swimming, but then you're uncomfortable with swimming and you have hundreds of other people around there that are kicking you, punching you, not necessarily that they mean to, but you're like a bunch of like sardines trapped in this little teeny area with way too many people. And they just keep smacking into you. And you don't even know how to really swim at this point. So you're trying to breathe and people are kicking you in the face. And then that happens to continue for probably 20 or 30 minutes. It was actually probably only 10 minutes, but it felt like an hour. And then you finally break open and the people start to spread out. And I remember getting back or to the halfway point at the buoy, which felt like it was forever away. Popping my head up, doing the doggy paddle for a little while and realizing, okay, I think I can get this done. I think this is going to be doable, and all I have to do is finish the swim. Then I know how to ride a bike, even though it's this lightweight thing that I'm stuck to in these arrow bars, which make me feel like I'm going to fall on my face. But I can ride a bike. I know how to do it. Worst case scenario, I stay out of the arrow bars and I just ride, and I do my best to not fall off the bike when I get <laughs> back into the crowd to start my run. So I put my head back in the water, keep on swimming, get myself going. Fortunately, did not get kicked in the head too many times on the second half of the swim. I remember coming out of the water, and you're so happy that you're at the end of this swim, right? You're so happy, because then you get back on the land. And I put my feet on the sand and start running or trying to run out of the water. And because there's water in my ear, I'm all discombobulated, and I fall over, (laughs) So I fall over onto the sand. I'm like, oh, crap. Get myself back up. Continue running. Somehow don't fall over. Almost, though, fall over again. Get to my bike in the corral because you have to actually find your bike because there's hundreds of other people doing this race. You find your bike. You hopefully have a towel there. You've thought about that ahead. You dry yourself off as much as possible. You get your wetsuit off, which that thing does not want to come off. And then you try and put on socks or at least I did, I don't know if some people just go without socks, which may have been a better idea, but I like to have socks on for my ride and my run, but you're all wet, so even though you dried yourself off, it's still sticky. You get those socks on, you get those shoes on, you put on your sunglasses, you put on your helmet. If you have a garmin watch, you put that darn thing on so you can figure out how how much you're you know, how fast you're going and all that fun stuff. You grab your bike, you run out of the crowd with your bike, trying not to hit your shins on the pedals as you're running out. You get out there to the road. And you start hopping onto your bike. And in this case, I'd only clipped into a bike one other time in my life. So I'm trying to clip my pedals in, finally get them clipped in, moving forward and going. And what I don't realize is that biking in and of itself is not that hard, especially if you've done it before. But on one of these time trial or, or triathlon bikes, the position of it is such that, it, man, oh man, does it hurt your back and your butt. So even if you've ridden a bike before, even if you feel very comfortable with it, this is a totally different experience. So a few hours later, I believe, I forget how long the bike actually ended up taking me, but a few hours later, I'm rolling back into, without crashing, have you, so I made it back into that corral and so happy to get off this darn bike because my back is killing me from being in this slumped over position. And my butt is killing me because the saddles are never very comfortable. But I managed to unclip, not fall over, use my right leg, of course, put my bike back, take off my bike shoes, put on my running shoes, get my running shoes on, take off the helmet, and get on the run, the part that I knew how to do that I had been doing for hundreds of miles, you know, a week or a month or whatever before that, so I was very comfortable with it. But I had never done it before when I had ridden my bike right before having to run. So my quads feel like crap. It probably took me about half of that race before, or half of the run before I started feeling normal again and was able to run. But I cruised in, I finished the race, completed my first triathlon, and guess what? It gained me so much confidence to know that I could do that. So much confidence. I made it through. I didn't have to quit. I didn't have to DNF And that amount of motivation at that time, when I finished that first triathlon, at that point, I knew I was going to be able to do the Ironman. I knew I just needed to put in more training on the swim and the bike, but no big deal. No big deal. So that was where my motivation came from. That's where I figured it out. And at this point, I did not know anything about the gear I knew I I was just borrowing it from my brother and I or you know didn't really know what I was going to do for training yet even but I knew I was going to get it done. I knew I could run, I knew I could complete the swim and I could get better at it. And I knew that as uncomfortable as that damn bike was, I was going to be able to figure it out. So in the next episode I'm going to be telling you about figuring this stuff out, how I figured out which training plan to do, how I figured out which gear to buy, which is like a whole nother story, uh, headache in and of itself, unless you're a, a really into the gear, because man, oh man, is there a lot of gear for triathlon. It just never stops. And I will get into my story, how I figured it out the story of the gear, the training program, and then eventually we will get to the first Ironman event, which, man, oh man, that was a good one. Ironman Canada. So until next time, guys, make sure that if you enjoyed this, let me know, shoot me an email, or even better, give me a five-star rating on iTunes. You can find this podcast on iTunes by going to allaroundjoe.com slash iTunes. That's allaroundjoe.com slash iTunes. And I would really, really, really appreciate that because that helps me get this information out to other people when they see those ratings. I rank higher through searches and things. And that is my goal, to help more people. So if you hear that through what I'm trying to do, uh, please give me that, uh, that review on iTunes. I will love you forever. And let me know if you have any questions. I'm always here for you, joe at allaroundjoe.com. You can put it in the show notes or you can, or I'm sorry, you can put it in the comments below the show notes or you can just shoot me an email. The All Around Joe podcast, where we believe that personal fitness is the key to living a healthy, happy, and productive life. I will see you on the next podcast.